Hi, lovelies. Welcome to another episode of Psychic Scoop. I am so honored and happy that you are here today. This is a re-release of one of my favorite episodes about aura colors. Knowing your aura is such a secret sneaky life hack to your personal development in this incarnation. So please enjoy this re-release of Aura Colors. And if you want more from me, please sign up for my free email series about how to strengthen your intuition right to your inbox. You'll get tips and tricks and all of these little channeled messages that I give you to access that really beautiful inner knowing that's just dying to come out and be resurfaced right now. So please enjoy. There are so many things as humans that we don't really understand. There are mystic, magical, faded things, as well as otherworldly realms that we just can't comprehend unless it's through the journey of our own soul. I'm your host, Steffi, aka The Spirit Sis. I'm a psychic medium, astrologer, and intuition teacher, and I'm here to take you on an exploration of all things spiritual. I'm going to connect to source, give you divine downloads, and I want to keep you in the spirit loop. So here is the Psychic Scoop. Hey, my sacred babes, welcome back to another episode of Psychic Scoop. I am the psychic who's got the scoop. (laughs) My name is Steffi, also known as Spirit Sis. And I feel like we're at a campfire. I'm like, gather around. Let's talk about auras. Highly requested podcast episode to talk about today. And I could talk all day. So hope you're ready to listen. So what exactly is an aura? An aura is your energetic electromagnetic field around you. So that's the science way of describing it. The woo-woo way of describing it is your essence, your soul's essence and your vibe of what you put out into the world. So have you ever gone into a party and some random person starts talking to you and the second they get into your personal space, you're like, oh gosh, I do not want to talk to this person. This person feels whack. I don't know what it is. Well, you probably were feeling their aura. And I truly believe everyone can feel and everyone can see them. But first things first, you do feel the vibe before you see it. And seeing auras does take practice and time, but I think it is readily available to everybody in this spiritual space and in the world. So I want to not only explain what an aura is, but I also want to teach you how to do it for yourself because I think we are all gifted. I think we are all psychic. We we do it in different ways. I think knowing your aura is a beautiful gift because listen, we are all made up of energy and we all have souls that come in with a purpose. Auras can shift. I've seen auras shift with people I've known for years. I've seen the same people consistently show up. I've seen, you know, friends who are going through transitions, they have their auras change colors, or potentially if they're going through something rough, I've seen them have muddy or gray auras. It just depends person to person, place to place. It is circumstantial. But what I will say is, The knowledge of knowing your aura really helps you understand your gifts in this world and also understands your, like I said, your soul's essence and what you put out. So why do we have auras? Well, basically auras 
provide information. They provide information on your soul. They provide information on your physical body at times. And they also provide information on what part of life you're in and how you can either elevate or stay basically in the same direction or life path that you are on. And the colors range from just think of the rainbow. Yes, I've seen every aura color. Sometimes they also can relate to the chakra system. Like if you're going through a transition that requires a lot of energy and motivation, I can see people shift to an orange or a red aura. Or if you're going through something that requires you to channel more or be more connected to spirit, I'll see more blue, purple, and the like upper chakra system. You know, if I think of the third eye or the pineal gland or the crown chakra, those are more blue-ish purple shades. So sometimes traditionally people can just link auras to chakras that has been done a lot of times and other times people just have like a psychic feeling when they look at an aura and there is like a common theme that happens with people who are green or blue or orange like I said or pink so that also comes to play as well So if you're confused about finding out your signature color, if you have no idea what you are when you're listening to this, you can do one of two things. One, you can ask a friend or a trusted psychic or an aura reader to assist you, or you can try your best to look at yourself and see the color. Personally, I have trouble looking at my own aura. I've been told by four different psychics now, all in different times of my life, that I am indigo. I don't know if I have any secondary or third colors or if I tend to switch. That's something I don't know. They just told me indigo and I was like, okay, well, four people confirmed it. (laughs) But what I will say is there are plenty of opportunities to practice seeing your own aura or plenty of opportunities to practice on other people. One of my favorite things when I was really developing this skill was going out in public and literally looking at people and seeing what I saw within them. Or if I was talking to a waiter or a waitress, I would just totally like look at the color. And I saw auras a lot when I was little. And then I completely shut it down because I was really terrified of it. And then obviously I saw ghosts. So wasn't that great of a compromise. But, you know, I started like in spiritual counseling sessions, just telling people their aura. (laughs) I'd be like, oh, and did you know you're pink? Did you know you're blue? And people would be so excited about that, that I really wanted to share it more and more with people. And listen, there are so many ways that you can see auras as well. I'm just teaching you the technique that I do. You know, it might not be exactly aligned for you if you have a different clair sense, which, you know, I talk about in the intuition course that I do about what kind of clair you are. Are you clairvoyant? Are you clairsentient? Are you claircognizant? That will also change how you view or feel auras. And also there are really cool aura photographers now where you can literally go to a studio and have someone take a picture of you in that moment and get your aura photo. So it's like a new trend that is becoming more and more popular. And there are a million ways to, maybe not a million, but there's plenty of ways that you can experience your own aura. So just follow your intuition and your gut and trust whatever way that you decide to view your aura or view other people's aura is going to be exactly right for you, even if it differs from the way that I do it. So for me, seeing auras 
is easier when someone has a pretty clear background. So I recommend having someone, or if you are looking at yourself in the mirror, in front of like a white, gray, or if it's any color, just make sure it's like a muted color or nothing too bright or neon and step in front of that. And then what I do, and I wear glasses, (laughs) but I just really soften my focus. You know when your eyes get really, really tired and heavy, your eyes just kind of blur out a little bit. So that's kind of what you're doing is you're looking at the outer layer behind them of the person, or if it's yourself, you're going to just start to slow down your vision if it means just blinking a little slower because every time you blink, it kind of refreshes your eyes. So I would just try, I mean, don't like hold your eyes open and look like a crazy person and like have your eyes all tearing and painful. But when you are trying to practice looking at auras, you're just shifting your focus a little bit. So again, I wear glasses to correct my vision to see. And I like to wear the glasses, even though I'm not necessarily focusing on being able to clearly see or sharpen my vision. So what you're going to do is just soften that focus. And I almost look in the depths behind them. And sometimes you'll see just a very fuzzy color coming in. I also like it to be daylight or have some sort of light source coming in that does help the aura look brighter. But I've been able to read them at night. It's just it just takes a little more effort. So just make sure you are softening your focus. And also if you see a variety of colors, that's also okay because some people can have more than one aura. People can have two, three, and every single person has a white ethereal layer on the outer, outer edges. So that's going to be almost like far out from them. You'll see a whitish color. And this is also <laughs> depending on the person. But sometimes I'll see like a crystal snow white. Sometimes I'll see it opaque where it's more of like a quartz crystal. Sometimes I'll see a golden halo on people. So again, it's going to be different from person to person. So if you aren't confident that you can do it for yourself, just grab a friend and have a little spiritual sleepover and maybe, you know, have some popcorn, have a glass of wine, just like put them up against a white wall and just practice and see what you guys get. And I think that's a really fun exercise to do, but don't stress on it too much. Uh, Just continue to practice. And if you're struggling, that means you're trying too hard and just come back when your eyes are rested and ready to rock. And also, if you identify as an empath, it's quite possible that you can pick up on other people's aura colors. You can just kind of blend into whoever you're with, or you can kind of wear another person's aura or take it home with you. That's very common. So whenever you are doing this exercise, if you're practicing seeing auras out in public, or if you're practicing on a friend, always make sure to do a boundary setting exercise or a cleansing afterwards, where you are pretending that you have that ethereal, that white layer, pretend like it's showering over you as a shield and just maybe wrap it around you a few times like a white light, but imagine it being like almost like a crystal vault that's like, boom, no one's coming in. Practice doing that a few times. And whenever you go out and about, if you're feeling energy vampires or you're feeling other people's auras that feel not necessarily positive, especially if you're seeing auras out and about that are muddy or gray or people's auras are blended where it looks just like a big paint blob mess, I would just focus on cleansing your own aura and pulling back so you don't have to take in that energy. And I'm sure if you're listening to this, 
that's probably happened to you before. And even if you didn't see necessarily the aura, you've probably felt it. So just practice that boundary setting now. And then when you get home and you're in your own auric field, just practice cleansing and setting that aura, especially if you know your own color. You can find a crystal that relates to that color, or you can use crayons or coloring books to reset your aura's intentions and go from there. Okay, let's quickly go through all of the aura colors and what they can tell you about your personality. So if you have a red aura, you're probably a very passionate person. You probably love physical activities. You love sensuality and physical touch. And you are a go-getter. Reds are very, very loyal people. And they have tons of friends around. Networking is something that comes so natural to them. And because they have such a wide variety of interests, they make friends wherever they go. And they will continue to stay in touch with those friends and find ways to benefit from those friendships later in life so it all comes full circle for them so if you are a red you might have a difficult time processing anger you might be judgmental you might cut someone off really quickly if they don't agree with you so in this lifetime reds are really here to appreciate all of the leadership they bring into the world with their great ideas especially when they use their physical body to make movement into new beginnings so if you're a red embody that leadership within, embody that connection you feel, and embody your heart, your spirit, because no matter what you do, you're going to soar. An orange aura. Okay, so when I see someone with an orange aura, I think of an entrepreneur, someone that wakes up every day with fresh energy, wants to just like get after it, wants to go for things that they love and are inspired by and excited. So we can relate this to the sacral chakra, where it is life force energy and, like I said, pure excitement to do things. And honestly, to connect to the world in a way that makes them feel very authentic. So I can count on an orange person to bring really fun, playful perspective. And I can also come to them if I need to just like have an adventure and go out and play and get excited about what I'm doing in this world. Orange aura person will definitely like give it to you straight and also be like, come on, come on, let's go together. So I love seeing orange people really go after their things, but I will say it would help them to slow down a bit and to be present. Sometimes orange has difficulty connecting to spirit realm because I think they're so caught up with the material world and physical beauty of themselves and things around them. So again, very creative, very fun, very playful, but then need to slow down at the end of the day, connect to their spirit side, journal and find ways that they can reconnect to their soul. Yellow auras. Oh, I love yellow auras. They are very positive and happy and cheerful. And they also have like a really sick, dry sense of humor, like no joke. When I think of yellows, I think of the bookworms. They're very curious. They have very active minds. And sometimes they can be a little bit of a control freak. You know, they can easily get absorbed with their work and they want to be super organized and tactful about how they're approaching the world and how they come off. And within that, they can also ignore their emotions completely and it bottles up until they become an absolute emotional mess. And I don't want to say yellows are OCD, but they do have 
perfectionist quality to them and they definitely need to relinquish control from time to time and let surprises happen. You know, instead of trying to control the narrative, it's like, oh, what if I go into this and just surrender and just be present? Yellows, that is something they will always need to work with. But, you know, you can be organized to an extent, but there are sometimes you just have to let life surprise you. And I like to think of yellows as the producers of the world. They're really good at seeing everything, you know, and they, and they wear many hats. Yellows love to learn as much as possible. They have really absorbent brains and they're very naturally intelligent. But again, I think it can take it too far sometimes where they can get a little stubborn. They don't want to take anyone else's advice because they know what they know. <laughs> but they need to remind themselves that with work comes play and find a good way to balance out that. Green. Okay, greens are a very interesting color because they are most associated with the heart chakra, which is very much about healing and generosity. But that is very true for a green. But greens are also pragmatic and solution oriented, and they like to heal within their own limits. They are definitely innovators. They like to think outside the box. They have a very specific way they like to do things. They like money. They like nature and the well-beings of others is very important to them. And green auras really do, when they're in high vibration, live from their hearts. Like I said, they're very generous to other people. And when they're in a lower vibration, they can overthink things. They can be a little stubborn in their in their ways and not really mend to what other people are thinking. They try to insert their opinion or they try to overcompensate with giving. And sometimes that can lead to an imbalance in things. I don't know why, but when I think of a green, I like think of a Virgo. Like they're very sweet. They're very friendly. They're generous with their time. But if you do something wrong, they're for sure going to correct you. <laughs> Even if it's a small mistake, they're like, no, 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 no. This is how you actually do it. But greens are truly here to give unconditional love out in the world. And they are meant to give their loving care and attention and their attentiveness to the world in a very unique way. Blue aura. If you have a blue aura, you're probably a very calming person. Whenever I see blue, I think of the ocean and I think of the calm stillness and peace that it brings. So blues consider themselves very intuitive and they are, and they feel very connected to spirit from a very early age. And it's in this way that is very peaceful and knowing. They just understand things and they understand they have a higher purpose and they don't like to ruffle feathers. A lot of times they can be a little on the shyer side. They're more observant than anything else. Like they'll step back and just really like, ooh, okay, I see that and I feel that deeply, but I'm not going to insert myself. But a lot of times blues are the ones that will pick up on other people's energies and take it home with them. I've seen a lot of blue auras who are actually wearing, you know, like seven other different aura colors. And then finally, when I'm like in my head taking a squeegee, but in like just like swiping it away, I can see that the blue's underneath. So a lot of times 
blues are confused because they feel a lot of different auras on them for sure. But blues are really here to be advocates and it's connected to the throat chakra. So using your voice to speak for people who can't speak up for themselves. So blues a lot of times are nurses or teachers and they advocate for the health and well-being of the collective. So blues have like a very, very strong mission in the world to get their peace and their harmony out. But sometimes they have to remember to also have fun while they're doing it and to get themselves out there if they can. And a high vibrational blue will definitely speak their voice when it's appropriate. And a low vibrational blue will stick to the walls and not want to say anything. So again, this is a very tricky aura color, but one that is highly needed in the world. Indigo auras. So indigo auras are a little more rare on the auric scale because they really truly deeply can connect to the spirit realm and they can also connect to people's pain and suffering or psychically their future or their past lives. Indigos can really tap in because indigos also relates to the third eye. So they have very strong psychic abilities and they're able to enhance them on a high vibration or able to shut them down. And indigos can get really, really, really overwhelmed with other people's energies. And sometimes indigos can completely shut down or get very, very ill or sick if they are feeling other people's energies. And they can be conflicted about their healing gifts. Early age, they feel and know they need to get out there and help heal others in a deep, deep way. But a lot of times indigos don't really understand how they're supposed to do that, but they feel the deep calling to do so. Whereas blues, you know, they know they need to do that through their career and through their energy field. But indigos, it's hard for them to wrap their heads around how they can physically do this in this world. And they're almost in between both worlds. But indigos do feel very driven to help raise the consciousness of the planet. Uh, They like to write or teach or they like to heal and channel messages and they can appear kind of weird to other people. Other people might not get them. They might be the outsider. They might be the black sheep. They might be the only person in their family that speaks truth into existence. So indigos have an interesting journey here on earth where they feel this deep calling to bring truth and light to situations, but not understand how they can. But they're constantly getting channeled information. It's just up to them if they can receive it and try transcend it into something positive and if they want to use that gift for darker energies where they can tap into more addictive personalities or they can go to the darker side and attract a lot of toxic or narcissistic people. So indigos have a very interesting journey here, but they definitely do understand on a deeper level that they are a natural intuitive and that they need to bring their energy into the world when it's coming from a healed and a very, I guess, like high vibe place, as opposed to bringing energy of people around them through playing victim or through a space of darkness. Okay, purple aura. So purple auras are incredibly psychic and intuitive. You know, purple relates to the crown chakras. So think about that. It's on the top of your head and it's closest to spirit. And they also are very drawn to creative projects and creative things. Not like the red where it's like they have to really, really go for things in the physical world. Purples are more so thinking about collective creative energies and they're drawn to impact others 
choices with their career choices. So purples from a very early age understand their soul's mission. They know where they want to go in life. They have very high dreams and they're very excited to share themselves and their soul with the world. You know, a lot of like movie stars will have purple color because they know who they are and they're not afraid to show who they are. Now, purples also understand at a very early age that they are just, you know, renting this meat skeleton body for a limited time, right? So purples aren't necessarily attached to anybody or anything. They can just kind of like float through life. They can be a little aloof, but purples also too can be messy because they don't, again, it's like, oh, I have to have physical things in this world. I'm used to being a floaty orb (laughs) in the universe. So they have deep, profound understanding of themselves, of psychology, and they have strong emotional instincts on people. And they also, if they get in a lower vibration, can get messy and can forget, can get resentful and can just get too attached to that physical world. So if you have a purple aura, you're here to be creative, fun, charismatic, and lead with your spirit and your psychic gifts and forget the rest. So other auras that don't relate directly to a chakra system, but auras I still see. I see pink or magenta auras. And I see pink and magenta auras. They're very fun and bubbly and very connected to music. They're very connected to that creative energy. Because think about pink. It's in between a red and an orange, right? If we're looking at the color wheel. So think about the orange that I talked about that was very creative. And then the red that has a lot of physical embodiment. So pinks are very ethereal and fun and bubbly and comedic. And they also care a lot. Like when I think of pink, I think of like a little girl. So they do care a lot about their body and how they physically look. A lot of pink aura people are really cute dressers, care a lot about hair or makeup and they might have like a strange offbeat lifestyle or they might just like break out into song and dance and be all over the place with like how they're showing up but it's always in like a fun like childlike way and pinks are really able to see beauty with creativity and entertain a lot of people through this so pinks bring this like lightness to the world But the low vibration of pink is not being able to accept yourself and not being able to accept your gifts and sticking in this loop of, if you're really thinking about that childlike behavior, sticking in an immaturity loop where they can't fully grow out of it, kind of like Peter Pan syndrome, but the low vibration of pink is not wanting to move away from home, not wanting to grow up, so to speak. And the high vibration of pink is knowing that through playfulness and through this comedic lens, through this artistic lens with music and dance and, you know, theater and beauty and all of these beautiful things can combine to make the world a more artistic and better place. Okay, so turquoise and like aquamarine or the colors in between the blues and the greens. Now, this is like a really sweet spot for a spiritual teacher. It's another really rare color on the spectrum. And I've only seen a few people who embody this type of energy. But the turquoises and aquamarines, they really like to integrate new and old ways of behavior. They really see a good lens on like the 5D, the 4D, and the 3D. 3D consciousness and they're able to like break it down. When I think of turquoise energy, I think of like Aquarian energy. 
I think of like this collective consciousness and in this high vibrational way, or I think of like a reflector in human design. They're very rare. They're very Buddha or like Gandhi-like energy where they can see everybody and everything and they don't think the plants are different than the trees that are different from us, different from animals. Like they just have a really, really strong sense of energy, energy beings, the planet energy beings, and they are at the very, very high top of their ascension. It's different than indigos, very different than indigos, but they find themselves in leadership roles pretty easily because they understand we all, we are all energy. And as long as they like reel themselves back in and ground themselves from time to time, they can bring very powerful and impactful energy to the world. Okay, so when I see a brown, a gray, a black, or a muddy type aura, like think about, you know, going through the mud, I see that someone is going through something pretty rough emotionally. You know, I think it just speaks for themselves. They have black energy around them that is hard to discern, and they're kind of in the thick of it. And so this indicates a block or an unwillingness to, I guess, compromise or get back on track with where they need to be. Gray is like, think about in that gray area. Like, I don't know which way is right. I don't know where I'm supposed to go. I'm confused. Whereas black is like a complete darkness, like block where you absolutely need help and you are kind of like a cloud over people. And listen, we've all been in black in our life. We've all been in gray. We've all been in brown. We've all been there. And sometimes it's easier to get out of it than other times. It just depends on who you're surrounding yourself with and the awareness that your original aura is at when you are kind of compromising how to move through these concerning times. But nothing to worry about because, you know, that's the whole point of our physical journey in this world is connecting our mental, our spiritual, our awareness, our evolution, that all blends together. If you're in a space where you're really, really, really confused and feeling darker energies, that's a good time to tap into your higher self, your higher calling, and seek help from people around you. So silver and gold, these are also rare colors that I I don't see a lot. No, sometimes I will see silver if someone's going through a health transition where their body is healing. I know it sounds really weird, but I always think of like the Tin Man where he's like, he wants a heart and he knows he needs to get a heart, but he's like creaky and he's like, I don't know why. When I see silver, it, it shows me that their soul is up leveling in that moment. So I don't see silver that often, but when I do, I think of that like metallic, you know, it's like metallic in the body. It just feels a little cold energetic wise, but I know that they have some divine psychic powers within them to like up level through some health stuff. And then when I see gold in someone's aura, a lot of times I'll see like a golden halo on someone. And a lot of times that means that they are just protected by their angels at that moment. Like maybe they're going through a tough time, but a lot of times it just means like divine protection from the other side. So both silver and gold are transition colors that they are up leveling at at some point of their spiritual journey. So this was just a collection of auras I've seen that's not limited to, I'm sure, many other aura colors I maybe didn't even cover. Just think of the colors of the rainbow, that spectrum. You can be anywhere on that spectrum. And again, people see different 
aura colors. People have a different way of looking at auras, or maybe there's a specific way that resonates more to you. Or if someone tells you you're a yellow aura, but you feel like deep in your bones, you're a blue, you know, there's different things that people are seeing. So take it with a little grain of salt and just really focus on your mission and in your soul and putting out the best energy that you can put out every day. And a lot of times that energy might just mean keeping it mostly to yourself. <laughs> I could talk about this for freaking ever. <laughs> I'm sure if you felt something in your bones or your gut or your intuition or a tap on your shoulder intuitively or energetically when I was going through the auras, I'm sure that was maybe your aura color. And if you want a little help, I do offer aura readings. It's a digital reading where I will ask for a video of you. That's five to 10 seconds. And so far, everyone's loved it. It's been really fun to see everyone's aura colors and to share psychically what I'm feeling and how that relates to, I'll just keep saying it, your soul's essence. And you can find that on my website, spiritsis.com slash shop. Or you can head over to my Instagram, say hello, send me a DM at spirit underscore sis. Wishing you an amazing rainbow colored day. And I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.